All human thought, all science, all religion is the holding of a camera to the light of the universe. Because we see to get the stars, or to be chosen them because we are human, this pointless reading. Do the stars were right, they could plunge from worlds, worlds, stars. But when the stars were wrong, they could not live. But although they no longer lived, they would never really die. When the universe is vast and inexplicable, and you are weak and insignificant, then you know you're playing Call of Cthulhu. This is an actual play of Call of Cthulhu 7th edition, featuring adult themes and horror. Listener discretion is advised. Find our published scenarios at starsareright.com or contact us for help unleashing your own twisted tales upon an unsuspecting world. And now, settle in, dear listener. Intrigue, high adventure, and cosmic horror await when the stars are right. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Today, we'll be playing Session 4 of The Reanimator Returns, a pulp Cthulhu scenario written by Leopoldo Rueda and published by Stars Are Right. This scenario is available for you to buy and run for your own group. Just check out our website or buy it directly on DriveThruRPG. Link below. Now, how are you all playing and who are you today? Lydia. Hi, everybody. I'm playing Jane Castle, who is currently riding on a giant three-headed dog, and her head is sewn together with bits of somebody else's skin and butcher's twine. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) Jelly. Hello, I'm playing Buck Jones, but you can call me Neil Buchanan because I'm ready for an art attack. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, <laughs> deep cock. <laughs> love it. 90s kids will remember. <laughs> yep. I love that show. Bedra. Hello, I'm playing Dr. Kristen Wilkes, and I guess I'm just hot and panicking at the disco. Nice. Left field. Hell. Um, hello, I'm I'm playing Jack Stone, aka Jasper, and uh, once he and Anya get out of here and settle into wedded bliss, he's he's fearful that they're going to be facing a rather high bill for dog food. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Brayden, your keeper for the day, and I've been trying to think of a pun around major, but it just turned into a major pain, so let's get on with the show. (laughs) Hal, what happened last time? As Buck climbs inside the body of another Frankensteinian abomination, Jane's mind snaps. She is seized by the conviction that, since many guard dogs are trained in German, her command of the language must translate into command of the animal. She dashes outside to release the three-headed beast, trailed by Jack, who currently believes himself to be her doting husband, Jasper, Buck, in his new skin suit, and the somehow still sane Dr. Wilkes. They emerge from the manor's kitchen in time to see that their earlier fight with the wannabe Cerberus has drawn company. They're now surrounded by soldiers in German uniforms, with Thompson submachine guns and bayonets grafted where their hands should be. Leading them is the Major in US uniform that was glimpsed earlier. He demands the party's surrender, but Jane isn't listening. Barking commands in German, which are surprisingly well received by the Hound, whom she dubs Herr Flauschiger, Mr. Fluffy, she mounts up like a Valkyrie and rides it into battle. Unfortunately, that means charging straight into point-blank range of firearms. Amazingly, the first salvo doesn't kill her. The fatal bullet ricochets off the dog's collar tag and misses her brain, but still does significant damage. As more shots fly, she can only flop off the dog and hide behind it, while Buck survives by turtling inside his flesh armor. Dr. Wilkes considers that discretion is the better part of valor, and flees back into the kitchen, where she sets about cobbling together an explosive trap from common household ingredients. Outside, the furious dog creates a momentary distraction that allows Jasper, nay Jack, to bridle carry the critically injured Jane back inside. Buck creates his own distraction by shedding his second skin and flinging it at the Major, and likewise beats a retreat. A moment's reprieve is enough for Jasper to lay Jane tenderly on a kitchen counter and administer some gruesome first aid to her injured cranium using some handy giblets left over from the deceased chef. With their prey bottlenecked behind the kitchen door, 
the Major and his troops mysteriously about face and head to the front door of the manor, through which the Major enters alone and heads for the stairs. The intruders follow cautiously, with Jane riding Herr Flauschiger so as not to strain herself, and Dr. Wilkes dragging along the components of her explosive trap in a sack. So, you are stood at the top of the stairs, the still slightly smouldering cigarette stump in front of you, and the footsteps and uh, everything have ceased. There doesn't appear to be any sound in the house now, it's very ominous. I'm going to start setting my pots and pans at the, uh, yeah, at the top of the stairs. Okay. Uh, but not finishing the setup, so that when we run back down on our way out, I can do the final little step and activate it right before they hilariously fumble into them and then explode. <laughs> <laughs> and I can do that because I am Dr. Wilkes and I can do it alike. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> it actually says that right here on her character sheet. It does. Yeah, you wouldn't expect yeah. that would be a pulp talent, but there it is. <laughs> do what she likes. <laughs> what are you all planning on doing, aside from what you like? <laughs> yeah, Buck is the only one capable of tactical thinking, I think, even though you're currently wearing a painting, so please, take it away. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. I didn't want to to be leading the charge through the whole house, but if Jasper's looking after Anya on the horse, aka Jane, and um, if Dr. Wilkes is getting her, her invention set up, then I'm going to have a look around. So we've got the cigarette butt smouldering on the, the stair, and is there only a staircase down or up, or what is the scenario exactly? So there is a staircase that leads up to a second floor and a staircase that leads down to a basement of some kind and there is the cigarette butt smouldering at the top of the staircase leading downward. There are a number of other rooms that split off from this uh, main hall but all of them have their doors closed aside from the one that you've come through and they all seem incredibly quiet. What do you think, team? Do you think we should go down or up? Where did that bastard with the bad neck tattoo go? This is an outrage. Nobody treats my wife that way. Following you. Down it is then. I'm going to walk to the top of the stairs and stub out the cigarette and then march down with my, my gun poking through one of the holes I've made in the frame. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The staircase heads down and curves around, ending in a small room that seems to be filled with junk furniture and many boxes. Dr. Wilkes, get in here! <laughs> boxes! Yay, junk! <laughs> On the opposite side of the room is a large door, which seems to be partly ajar. Hopefully the door to this room is narrow, because I'm imagining Buck like trying to walk in with his head and his hands through the portrait and being like <laughs> on the door frame, having to maneuver himself around and like walking like a crab. They're not gonna suspect a thing. They're gonna be like, Grandpa, you're looking well. <laughs> uh, I, I'm gonna walk in and say, right, use explore and. Uh, I'll, I'll take up guard, and is there another door out of this room? Uh, there's only the entrance in, and then another door that leads to another room, which is partly ajar. Right, so I'm going to position myself opposite the door that's ajar that leads out, and stand against the wall to pretend I'm a painting. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Sounds like a foolproof plan. Absolutely uh, flawless. As you look around the uh there seems to be a lot of old portraits and things uh similar to the one that um buck has jammed his face through uh that depict the same family over and over again looks like um a number of portraits throughout the years as their children were growing older uh, a number of sons and since you've been briefed by Norman Cassidy a little bit about the background of the town, you could assume that these are just old portraits from the previous owners uh, who died in the um, 
Millfire. Are there any portraits of the guy with the uh, the hole in his neck? No, there aren't. Not at all. Ooh. Or anybody else that we saw outside any of the, the, the zombie soldiers with the gun arms? Or the mob in town that yeah. got run down and so on. Or Mr. Fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you may see in one of them a uh, young child holding the a puppy of a Doberman. How many heads? Yeah, just I was going to say, <laughs> just one puppy? Just one, unfortunately. Mm. Mm. Dr. Wilkes is going to look around for anything interesting that she might be able to use to either enhance her contraption or make a new one if needed. Yeah, as you're taking a look around, your eyes can't help but glance through that partly ajar door leading to the next room, and you see that the floors are porcelain white. There appears to be lab equipment in there. Looks like something. Entering into the next room, you see that there are steel surgical tables and implements around the place. It's quite neatly set up. Um, You can actually see that one of these tables actually has a body rested atop it. And it looks like the body has begun being spliced open and parts of machinery have begun being fitted to its arm. You can actually see a Thompson machine gun resting on a table nearby. Assumably they're making another one of the soldiers that you had seen upstairs. That is awesome. I'm going to go and study it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you take a good look at it. Can I deconstruct how they did it so that I can do it to um, Norman when we get back to the mill? <laughs> <laughs> he needs an arm, so... You're looking at this pro- at, at what's happening here and you don't think there's any way that this would be able to be a successful transplant of, you know, a piece of mechanical engineering onto, like, the limb. What am I trying to say? You find it very difficult to think that this procedure would be able to be successful and the uh, person who had the procedure done to them would survive mm, too weird even for my weird you can turn leak soup into <laughs> gasoline but you can't fathom how to do this yes <laughs> we found your limits at last she's there just staring at him and just kind of poking around Maybe use like trying to remove the arm so that it sees the connection. So it's just gonna like get take a scalpel and start like pulling it apart. Mm. <laughs> Doc, I know you're not a medical doctor, but um, could you see, could you see a way clear to using some of this to to help Anya here? I, I'm scared I didn't do too good a job. Uh, I was clearly absorbed in studying this body, but. I suppose I can help a, a little bit. Uh, you hop onto the table, she says, and she just kind of scooches the body aside next to this guy. <laughs> it rolls onto the floor. <laughs> <laughs> You've done this before, right, right, Doctor? Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. She picks up a, okay. like a scalpel and a needle. <laughs> <laughs> like a drill. <laughs> Hold still. So. <laughs> I'm not a medical doctor. <laughs> Dr. Wilkes, you have a single idea how this will work, but uh, Jackstone, Jasper, (laughs) you have got an idea. You've tried this before already, and there's something about the way that this thing is put together. You think that there may be a way for you to help in some way for Jane. Uh, Mm. You can push the roll if you'd like to push your previous uh, first aid roll. With apologies to Lydia, who, without spoilers, I don't want to murder again. <laughs> um, so, am I rolling this time and you'll give me a bonus die? What's the dealio keeper? It'll still be pushed, a push roll yeah. regardless. Yeah, that's okay. fair enough. Let's see. All right, Jesus. I trust you both. <laughs> you shouldn't. What'd you roll? Uh, a zero, zero, 004, so that is an extreme success. Oh in my first god. Righty. Can we give her a bionic arm? (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with my arm. I was shot in the head. (laughs) Can we give her a bionic head? (laughs) A bionic hat even? It's going to be an Inspector Gadget situation. We're going to give you a head with a cuckoo clock in it. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, I love that. Yes. I'll say that you spend some time cutting away sections of flesh around Jane's jaw where the bullet has passed through. Can we anesthetize her or is it just screams and go go? <laughs> oh, I certainly hope so. Oh uh, my god. And begin creating some kind of mechanical exterior element to her jaw to assist in her chewing, let's say. Yes. Uh, wow. <laughs> that is so weird. And you repin the jaw together so that uh, you can actually talk and move your mouth around and everything now, Jane. Uh, and you regain four hit points at the end of that lovely first aid. Well, Does Jane have teeth or nails for teeth? What is the situation? Two two sets of teeth, like a like just rows of them, like a shark. Do you mean nails <laughs> like external. the metal things you drive into wood? Is that what you've <laughs> replaced your teeth with? Does she have Does she have teeth to save, or do we need to replace them? Because I've got some rusty nails. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm picturing it as like a, a there's orcs in um, Warhammer 40k that have like big metal like jagged external jaw things like just riveted on. You gotta, yeah. You're gonna have to uh, exercise those masseters if you want to keep that job, otherwise you'll always look <laughs> astounded and surprised. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so around the other sides of this room, there are several jars containing preserved organs and limbs. Some of them even seem to wiggle on their own. Um, there's cabinets filled with strange chemicals, and there is a very large metal double door on the opposite side of the room. Does it feel like this is the way they went? Was there another way that we didn't go down? There wasn't another way. Also, they definitely have gone this way if they have gone downstairs. What would you all like to do? Uh, I'd like to pick up a jar with like an organ, like a heart or a kidney or lungs or whatever, and just hold it. Thank you for that. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> you now have a pet heart. You can add that it to your inventory. <laughs> That's my turn. I don't need anything else. Thank you. Oh, my God. I'm going to find a treat to give to Mr. Fluffy. Oh, not yeah. my heart. <laughs> no, not the heart. Not the heart. That's good. But That's good. something else, you know, a, a bit of, I don't know, maybe the soldier with the, with the gun arm. Hmm. He's a growing boy. <laughs> is half yeah. sugar. He needs he needs his uh, protein. If you motion to the partly dismembered soldier, the three-headed fluffy will go up and begin ripping chunks off and feeding. The heads sort of ripping uh, each of them apart and fighting over tasty bits of the flesh. <laughs> it's very disturbing. Again. <laughs> <laughs> but she's looking at him like, Aww, look at him. Aww. Buckle kick open the doors with his head, replacing the head in the portrait, and um, just, just preempting in case there is somebody in there, he's going to brandish his gun and go, Remember me? <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. You kick open the doors and say that, and it echoes into the large room that you are currently standing uh, at the top of. Stairs descend from the door that you are standing at now to a lower level of the basement. And the entire room sort of resembles an underground vault. It's incredibly dimly lit, and the back of the room is entirely pitch black. But from what you can make out, there appear to be a number of like 2D wooden cutouts painted to resemble soldiers and military vehicles, some of which have got like bullet holes and have actually been like crudely cut in half entirely and top side of them is laying on the ground. You do see a staircase on the opposite side of the wall of the room leading up to some sort of observation room and you can see three individuals within as they are lit up in this room, looking out over top of the uh, this large uh, test chamber. Okay, um, I can't ninja roll because I am a painting. So instead, <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna sort sort of pirouette from wall to wall, hanging myself in new positions as I try and um, yes. what, I, what I think is what I think is stealthily move towards this observation room. But really, I'm a I'm a big man in a big frame twirling in circles across the room. But are you <laughs> art, darling? 
<laughs> yeah, yes, I am loving art. <laughs> a voice crackles over a speaker system, and you see a blonde-haired uh, man with spectacles looking down from this observation chamber at you all. He also has a horrible scar with stitches on his neck. In addition, you see another man dressed in a Nazi uniform. His eyes seem cunning and he is uh, wearing a fake smile as he's looking down at the three of you. I'm going to, sorry, the four of you. Three of you in a painting. Yeah. Uh, I will. And the dog. <laughs> and the dog. Yeah, God. I will share some portraits of the three. One of the men you've already seen, the major who you witnessed walk downstairs. The uh, blonde man's voice crackles over this speaker system, and he will say, uh, Welcome to the final trial for our newest prototype. The reanimated Uber Soldat. Your sacrifice will honor our guest and uh, benefactor here, uh, Major Muller. And we shall now commence the final testing phase before delivering uh, to Germany and the Fuhrer. Uh, it is most convenient for you to join us for this momentous occasion. Uh, thank you all. And the voice will cut off for a second. Suddenly, bright lights illuminate the chamber around you, illuminating the entire room. And what is revealed on the opposite side of the room is a large monstrosity, worse than anything you've seen in town so far. A tall humanoid figure with its legs made longer with grafts of other human legs, its torso made of two torsos grafted together, and two heads are atop it fused with metal plating. One of its arms ends in a gas-powered chainsaw and the other in a rifle barrel. Both weapons crudely fused with reanimated flesh and tendons can be seen moving mechanical parts of them. If that wasn't enough, it has a shoulder-mounted MG42 machine gun with an ammunition belt hanging freely and a third arm grafted onto its back which is operating this machine gun. I will now post the last portrait here. What do you mean last? You're saying we're not going to survive this to see the others? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't fill you with confidence, does it? And as you have seen this thing, the two heads let out this guttural roar. Everyone who isn't say, isn't uh, currently in a bad madness, which I believe is just one person, Christine Wilkes, please roll the sanity roll. Let's do it. Oh no! I rolled uh, 75 over 65, so that's a failure. Okay. Uh, roll 2d6, please. But I could spend 20 <laughs> luck. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, if you'd like to do that. That's a lot of luck. I will be with Sir 37. 37 is enough to not die. How much do you really value your sanity? I guess not very much. Let's do it. How much? <laughs> Two to six, did you say? Yep. No problems here. <laughs> that is a four. <laughs> oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> You're perfectly fine. This is just, you know... You're marvelling at how they've managed to join the mechanics of this, uh, these uh, items and the flesh. It's all, all very inspiring, perhaps. I pee myself only a little bit, but it's not a big <laughs> You hear um, the voice crackle once more. It's a, a bit rough still, but I think it's a perfect first prototype and our benefactor will be pleased. Uh, please give us a good show. And with that, a heavy steel sheet slides down behind you, blocking the doors to the lab. Uh, don't stop until they're dead. And with that, we are going to enter initiative as you Ooh. all fight this deadly thing. Uh, Jane Castle, you're first. Okay, well, I do have a gun, but honestly, I think the dog is a better weapon at this point. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I think she's going to give the command for the dog to 
uh, sees the forearm. I, I'm, I'm not even going to look this up on Google Translate, but, but you know when you see how a police dog tries to bring somebody down by grasping onto the arm and kind of pulling. So um, she's going to say, Herr Fleischer, go. Go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking how to possibly put that in like one word that I could have looked up the translation of. Chaos fan, where are you? You said you'd help me with German. Um, I hope he doesn't go for the uh, chainsaw forearm. That could no, be messy. No, it's going to be the, the gun forearm. Okay. I think a general just attack. Yeah. Order would probably be most suited considering you don't have any more luck to spend on animal mm -hmm. handling of which you only have yep. one pointing <laughs> i will accept a yep. general attack roll okay uh Definitely so there. he's got three attacks per round and um he's got bite so i'm gonna okay. make three bite rolls and uh, the first one is a normal success okay ah the second one is a hard success hold on a second i think before <laughs> we get too far i'm going to roll to fight back Okay. Uh, the super soldat is going to try and chainsaw the dog. Oh no! Mm. Not Mr. Fluffy. Uh, with a failure. So the yes. first one hits. Yay! Uh, the second one was uh, also a success. Okay. Do you just have the one attack? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say it doesn't, won't attack anymore. Okay. And then the last one. No, the last one is a fail. Okay. Roll damage for the dogger. Okay, so that is 1d6 plus 1d6 for each attack. So that is six points for the first attack and seven for the second. Okay. Uh, the dog rushes down the staircase ahead of you, barging through some of those hoodie cutouts of soldiers and things to get to this thing. And it grasps onto its arms and begins ripping at its flesh. You see that the teeth are occasionally hitting metal underneath its flesh, but it does appear to be ripping flesh off of this thing for sure. Is it immobilizing him? That's kind of, I think, what, what she would have been trying to get him to go for, to kind of stop him from moving. It's definitely presenting an obstacle in front of it, a very large dog creature. So... I don't think this thing's going to be moving forward anytime soon, no. So, yes, cool. it has done so. Good boy, Mr. Fluffy. Okay. Uh, Buck. So, Buck, Buck is in his frame, pressed against the wall, pretending to be a picture. And um, he's got his wide-brimmed hat tipped down over his head as he looks down at the ground for a minute and steals himself. And as he lifts his head and looks back up, he has a flashback to when he was a young boy and he was playing with a lighter while he was carrying a, a jerry can full of fuel and it the the vapors from the fuel exploded and that's what gave him this awful scar on his face and as he's remembering that that spark and then the the flash of light and the boom of the the fuel exploding he looks at the gas tank that's on the chainsaw and raises his pistol and he's going to take three shots at the gas tank and attempt to blow up the chainsaw. Okay. I will give you nice. a penalty die because it's a specifically targeted object, but go ahead. Okay, we'll take the penalty die and all three shots then. All right. Uh, okay, so that's uh, 39 and with the penalty die. Oh, a 99 on the first one. Okay, what's the uh, uh, malfunction rating on your gun? Uh, my skill's 70. Where did I see the... Oh, it's 100. Okay, you're alright. It just doesn't Ooh. hit. Close. You. Um, oh, and then a 19, but let's see what the... Oh, 19 twice in a row. Nice, yeah. awesome. Uh, so that's a hard success. And then the final one is a 45, and the second roll is an 85. So that's a miss. So one hard success. Okay. Roll your weapon damage. Okay, it's 1d10 plus 2. Ah, oh, I rolled a 2, so 4 total. Okay. I'll add an extra, add an extra, say, d6 on there for the fire. Okay. A 3. Okay, fantastic. Uh, you aim 
and fire at this gas tank with your eagle precision and the gas immediately begins pouring out and the sparks that have been created from your second shot, your last shot, which ricochets off the ground nearby, sets fire to the uh, stream of gas and the gas tank explodes. You see this thing recoil in terror as flames begin ripping up its arm now and it's shaking its arm trying to get the flames off of it. But you have completely immobilized its chainsaw. Nice. Very well done. Damn, Buck, good use of backstory. Yeah, nice. Uh, Dr. Wilkes. Dr. Wilkes is smart enough to realize that fire is a good idea. She assumes that in the room before there were a lot of flammable chemicals. She's just going to run and grab a few. Unfortunately, a big steel plate came down between the lab and the room you're in. Well, maybe the heart I'm holding is flammable. It was in chemicals. Oh my god. They're like fluids around the heart. It's it's preserved in something, right? Oil, right? What you're saying is you're going for some heartburn. Exactly. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Criminal. So, I Uh, guess. Hold on. What? (laughs) Looking as formaldehyde flammable. We're learning a lot on tonight's show. Oh my freaking god. Is it? hide is a flammable gas and combustible solution. Yes! <laughs> oh my god. Awesome. <laughs> so that is madness. Um, so I guess I'm going to explode it at, at, at the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you throw the jar, heart, I suppose. How are you exploding it exactly? Um, how does one explode? Uh, you need a source of ignition, right? I feel like... Well, he already has fire on him. Okay. Right? You can so, roll a throw roll if you'd like to try and add extra explosion to the... Extra explosion. <laughs> Alright, yep. let's do it. Oh, that's a three! Oh, yes! That's an extreme success! <laughs> oh my god, okay. I aim for the head! Yeah, that's insane! Oh, go Dr. Wilkes! <laughs> my favourite head, Ro- the one on the left. With open I, I am inside the mouth. Okay. Um, Fight down on this. But also the fire. The fire is the main thing. The glass shatters in its face, and <laughs> as the chaos sort of uh, settles for a second, you can see that the heart is inside of its mouth, <laughs> and the formaldehyde is just running down its chest towards its arm. It immediately takes flame and runs up into the heart, and the heart explodes in its mouth. <laughs> yes! What damage is that? Uh, science! Science! I'll give, <laughs> I'll give you 2d6. <laughs> oh my god. That is a 7. Okay, perfect. It's It roars in terror oh. as uh, you see its jaw dislocate on that side, and uh, the other head like looks over at it with panic. <laughs> uh, that's going to bring us on to the Uber Soldat's turn. Oh no. <laughs> I was going to say it's going to shoot the dog because it's right in front of it, but it doesn't have a chainsaw anymore to sort of melee attack it. So I'm going to have everyone roll luck rolls for me, please. Ooh. Wait. Jane? Oh no. Oh no, I have no luck at all. Uh-oh. That's a nope. success for me. This is a real heart and mouth moment. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're keeping all your best puns for the, the middle of the episode. <laughs> uh, that's a failure for Buck. Okay. That's a 13 out of 49, hard success. Okay, so Jane and Buck are getting shot. First shot for Jane with the rifle arm. Can I opt okay. to take the hit instead? Is that on the cards? Ooh. Oh. Uh, let me check. I'd say you Probably could spend, if it kills uh, Jane, you can certainly spend all your luck to <laughs> have a reduced to one hit point. I'll allow that. Okay. Yeah, I think you would. Oh, it's a failure anyway. Oh, well, hey, that could have gone badly. Yeah, it certainly could have. The bullet ricochets nearby. Uh, and then for Buck, its rear arm grasps the uh, trigger of the MG42 on its shoulder and is going to fire that towards you with a success. 
Oh, you want to dive for cover? You would sacrifice your next turn, though. Mm. If you do. Yeah, I've only got 11 hit points left, so I'm going to attempt to okay. dodge, although I only have 32 in dodge, so I'm not sure if I'll manage. 29. Okay. I'll roll a penalty die. Eight. Okay, the uh, bullet misses. You manage to yes. dive behind one of those uh, 2D cutouts, and uh, the MG42 shoots in your path that you manage to avoid. Very good. Okay. Uh, that'll bring us on to Jackstone. Jackstone just charges it um, like a truck with a shotgun in one hand and a Colt 1911 in the other. And Pulp allows for dual wielding. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> with a penalty on each attack, um, I would like to fire both barrels of the shotgun and three rounds from this handgun. Okay. <laughs> the dual wielding rules. Is that okay? All right. Yeah, so roll five attack rolls and have a penalty die on all of them. I certainly will. All right. We're going to start light with a handgun. Uh, that's a 75 is unfortunately a miss. Okay. That's the first one. Let's go again. Oh my god, that's a 96. Let me just check the malfunction. No, it's a 100. We're still fine. Or hang on, what are the pulp rules? Ah, there's twice the chance to fumble. If roll is over 50... If roll is over 50, then fumble for 96 to 100. If roll is under 50... Oh, it What's must your, be if skill is skill? over 50. Skill. Yeah, that must be a mistype. Um, my skill is 60, so we're okay. That's okay. not a fumble. Whew, close, though. The shots are going wide, unfortunately. Ah, uh, that one is a 59, which annoyingly... Oh, no, yeah, that just hits. That's a regular success. Okay. Uh, it does minimum damage. Yes. What awesome. is the minimum damage? <laughs> Love that. Um... Its damage is 1d10 plus 2. So, so it's 3 points of damage. Alright! <laughs> I'm contributing. Uh, this thing has 2 points of armor because oh, of the metal no. plates, so you do 1 point of damage. Oh my god! <laughs> it shears some flesh off of it, uh, but it looks completely unfazed. I just make oh. it look more badass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm the least useful man alive. Okay, here comes the shotgun. Uh, that's a 72, so that fails, and... Oh my god! Fedra, I need you to verify this, because nobody's going to believe me. Can you verify that both my normal die and my bonus die have come up double zero? Yeah, they have! Oh, well amazing! That, that is a zero, zero, 005 extreme success with that second shotgun blast. Excellent. Don't you come at me awesome. with this armor and stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's still minimum, isn't it? If you've been I know. It yeah, sucks. it is, unfortunately. Fantastic. And shotguns aren't, don't impale, so yeah. it's the unfortunate still minimum. Still well, how many, how many dice is there in that? Is it two d six? I did charge it, so assuming I came within its ten foot uh, minimum range, uh, that is three d six. Okay, so you do. I think it's uh, minimum damage on each of, each of the dice. So it'd be three points of damage still. So two points of damage, still, which is still something. Yay! <laughs> you feel at the very least that the bullets have created enough sparks off of its armor to add to the flames <laughs> surrounding If nothing it. else, it is cinematic. <laughs> exactly right. My heart did the most damage so far. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, just, I just broke this, this like, jar as a souvenir and I was like, yeah, fine. <laughs> It's the most badass of all weapons, isn't it? <laughs> the human heart. Yep. Yeah. Heartbreaker. All right, Jane Castle, it's up to you. What's happening? Okay, um, I have a question about the kind of attacks that Mr. Fluffy can do. So I've mentioned he's got three attacks, um, which correspond to his having three heads. But would it be possible for him to kind of launch himself at this creature. Uh, so it's like one attack is like a kind of blunt force trying to knock him down, and then the other two attacks are the bite attacks. Would you allow that? What's What build is Fluffy? 
Fluffy uh, is. Let's have a look. He is. Well, he's got strength 130, uh, but his size is 60. Build two. So uh, he is one build smaller than this creature. Uh, so definitely can, but it has a penalty die on the attempt. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go for that. So that's one trying to knock him down, and then the other two are just the, the normal bites then. Okay, so we roll opposed uh, fighting brawl rolls, as this is technically a maneuver. Okay. We've got a hard success. Right. Um, so what, what would his skill be for that, sorry? Uh, just the bite roll would be fine. Right, that's 50 yeah. then. Yay, that was a 40. With a penalty oh, no, die? it's not a hard... Oh, with the penalty die, sorry, hang on. Yeah, so the second one was a zero. That that makes it still a 40, doesn't it? Yeah, unfortunately yeah. the dog jumps up to this large uh, imposing figure and tries to knock it off balance, but it's just leaping against something that's probably... Weigh, yeah, probably weighs like a ton almost with the amount Fair of metal enough. that's on this thing. Yeah, it's like a chihuahua jumping up at you <laughs> yeah. instead of a doberman. Okay, fair enough. So, the other two, he'll just continue doing what he's trying to do and like worry the arm with the gun on it to uh to try and immobilize that and okay. hurt him that way. Uh, no, that was a failure on the second attack. Okay. It's going to attempt to attack back, just whack it with the unmoving chainsaw, uh, which was no. a success. No. Fluffy, so no. It just roll its, uh, its uh, damage bonus. So Fluffy takes 10 points of damage, but Fluffy has resistance, which brings it to half, so five points of damage. Okay. He's still got 25 hit points. He's good. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, go Fluffy. <laughs> Okay. And what uh, for the last of the attacks? Uh, last attack was 21, so that is a success. That's a hard success. Okay. Yeah, roll your damage. Okay. Uh, only four points. Roll two on okay. both of the dice. All right. Half down to two as it begins ripping at this thing's other arm, but uh, the creature manages to pull its arm out of its grasp. Ripping off some flesh okay. in the meantime, but otherwise um, looking fine. Uh, that'll bring us on then to... Uh, you don't want Jane to do anything? You can act as well. Oh, well, if she can act as well, then yeah, she's going to fire her gun at this point. Uh, what has she got? Okay. She's got a Smith & Wesson 38. And you've also got insane accuracy. Oh, so yes, so I do. Right. So, bonus die for that. I'd forgotten you had that. I had too. It's like once mm. you've got a massive three-headed dog, then you know, dogs <laughs> just seem a bit boring, don't probably starts I? to look like dog food. <laughs> right. Uh, that would have been a fail with my normal dice. Uh, yep, still a fail. Oh, no, that's a fumble. <gasps> yes, it is. Everyone in front. Uh, so everyone else actually roll me a luck roll. Let's see who Jane is going to shoot in the back of the head. Oh, no, because <laughs> no, it's going to As be if you remember nails. back to the extreme accuracy, if you miss, you oh, shoot yeah. one of your allies. I rolled a 92. No, 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 no. Okay. No. That's a 23. I wish it had been me. I've got <gasps> a uh, tough guy trait. Oh, no. Oh, no, Fedra. I rolled an uh, 83 and I was I was sure it would be me. Oh no. Oh, oh you both failed. Uh, who has the lowest luck out of the two of you? Mine is 57. Oh, it's definitely me then. I'm 40. Okay. Uh, Buck is getting shot. Oh, uh, shit. Oh, Buck, I'm so sorry. So roll your damage and then add the max damage onto it. It's an impale. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, well, oh, the max you. damage uh, would be 1d10. So, ah, uh, and I've just rolled a 9. 19. Okay, you take 19 oh. points of damage, Buck. No, oh, Are sorry, you no, alive? No. Uh, so, Buck is crouching behind one of the the cardboard cutouts or the wooden cutouts that are used in this shooting simulator, taking some deep breaths after dodging out of the way of this monster in front of him, and he 
peeks out to take a look that's going on and the last thing that he sees is the heart landing in the mouth and um, <laughs> uh, and he sees Jack charging forwards, jovial in the guns and then his head explodes. <laughs> oh my oh. god. So oh, you no. can, if you want, spend all of your luck to bring yourself to one hit point with some yes. sort of... Okay, yeah, that's an idea. <laughs> so tell me what what uh, turn of fate happens that stops you from getting your head blown off by this stray shot? Um, so, similar to the way that Jane was saved by the deflection from the the collar of Fluffy, was it? Mm-hmm. Buck peeks his head out and that movement and uh, glistening of the flames from the monster sparkling on the the gilded frame of his picture sort of draws Jane's attention for just a fraction of a second and the bullet ricochets off the corner of the flame uh, the frame on its its way towards Buck's head and uh, (laughs) he takes a serious head wound but miraculously is still standing okay very lucky very all right that'll bring us on now to your turn you are alive but barely yeah and i think because i had to dodge out the way the the previous shot i I used my action from this round oh indeed you did yes okay so So spend your turn getting back to your feet yeah, but going to spend this turn. Yeah, uh, in a, a pool of blood, some of it his now, um, before he's just been carrying around other people's blood. <laughs> um, <laughs> Buck's going to sort of drag himself um, back behind cover and press his frame up against this uh, wooden cutout that he's become so comfortable with so that he's framed on both sides. Okay, very good. That'll bring us on to Dr. Wilkes. Dr. Wilkes survived because uh, Buck very kindly uh, took that shot for her. <laughs> Thanks, Buck. <laughs> uh, I think it's time to try and go to the masterminds of the operation. I'm assuming I can't see any other way of making fire. You mentioned something about machinery around? No, no machinery in here. Uh, there are like switches and like a switchboard and things inside the chamber that they're in. Uh, but as you look up, you can actually see that they're starting to funnel out of that, not into a location that you can see, but they're moving deeper into whatever room they're in. I think I'm going to try and run up to them and confront them, take my gun out. Okay. So you get up to the door, uh, but I'm going to require, I'll say I will require a constitution roll from you to begin running across the room to the other side. That is a failure, 81 over 50. Okay. Yeah, you begin making your way up the staircase towards that uh, viewing chamber. But I'm tired, I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You just hucked a, a jar heart, a heart of jars, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so that's quite exhausting, yeah. Um, but as you're getting up those stairs you get a better vantage point of the room and you can see that they're actually loading into an elevator of some kind mm, elevator interesting they're just completely bypassing all my traps <laughs> you work so hard <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is going to take us onto the giant death machine the uber sold that it's going to place one of its shots immediately into the dog in front of it its uh, main arm is going to shoot. Okay, success. So Papa is going to take minimum damage from that, unfortunately. Good, good. Sturdy boy. Very sturdy. Uh, that is going to be two damage. Okay, Mr. Fluffy's tough. Oh, actually, uh, four Mr. damage. <laughs> oh, okay. How could you? There's four dice, yeah. Still pretty tough. He's all right. Mm. He's on 18. I'm going to have everyone once again, actually, we've got two people without luck, so I'll have the two of you roll your, oh wait, one of you's behind, uh, out of, out of sight. So I'm sorry to say, but the machine gun is going to be shooting at Jane. No. Fair enough. She's exposed. 
Ooh, and that's another failure. Oh my oh, god. Wow. All this rain in your direction. <laughs> For somebody with no luck at all, I'm remarkably <laughs> lucky tonight. It's true. This is a terrible prototype. The Fuhrer is going to be really unhappy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that will bring us on to... I think this thing actually starts moving uh, towards Christine as she's approaching the staircase. But that will bring us on to Jack Stone. Um, all right. Well, Jack, that is to say Jasper, has seen this thing twice aim its creepy third arm on its back. Um, that is to say the gun that that arm is manipulating, he's seen it twice, aim at his beloved, and he's not having any more of that. So what I would love to do is, um, grasping my, um, he tucks his, his handgun away, useless, and uh, grasping his empty shotgun that does, however, have an underslung bayonet, um, I want to just, like, pull some kind of maneuver, like, as this thing turns to, um, head towards Christine, he's, he is going to try and climb its back. Um, and hack away at the arm, uh, manipulating that shoulder gun. He's going to try and hack it off if he can, or at the very least try and do some damage to it so it can't use the gun anymore. Okay. Do you have climb as a skill? Oh, come on. I thought for sure this was going to be a brawl maneuver. <laughs> now I have to climb. Uh, okay. I do. Wait. No, no, no. I take it all back. I was fighting you preemptively, but actually I have 50 climb. Let's do this. Okay. Make a combined climb and fighting brawl roll. Love to. Let's go. <laughs> that is a 15, and I am willing to spend the five points of luck if you need an extreme success. Okay. Would you like an extreme success? Um, would it take an extreme success to hack this arm off? Uh... Absolutely, yeah. Let's do it. I spend the five luck down to 44, but worth it. He's armless now. Okay. Yeah, you <laughs> climb up the back of this thing. It's incredibly slippery. There's like formaldehyde and heart chunks everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but there is plating sticking out. Um, and you manage to make your way up the back of this thing and ready your bayonet and bring it down upon that uh, arm. What is your damage? Uh, that's a great question. My damage with this thing is 1d4 plus my damage bonus, which is a d4, and I am a heavy hitter. So, mm. I mean, I've already spent five luck to get an extreme success, so I don't know why I'm, I'm talking myself into this, um, but if needed, I can spend 10 points of luck to actually add an additional damage die. Uh, for melee, so I could do up to 3d4 here, but it would cost me an extra okay. 10 points. That could be a good idea, as you are doing half damage here. Oh my god, I hate this thing. Um, <laughs> I do it then, I'm just gonna blitz through all my luck, it doesn't matter, I, I, gotta, I gotta save Anya, so... Okay. 34 points, that is 3d4. Alright. That is 3, 4, 8 points. Okay, four points. This thing, as you slice this arm off, it falls limp on the ground, sort of quivering a little bit. But this thing just lets out a shriek that is not... It, it, it's starting to show signs of fear now. It is terrified of what's going on. It knows that impending doom is coming towards it. Nice. All right. And it can no longer operate its machine gun arm. Haha, uh, that was the main thing. Yes. Jane Castle, you are hey. out of your insane talent, so you no longer have a bonus star, but you won't shoot your friends anymore. Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, it, it's pretty obvious that this thing is in a completely different weight class to Mr. Fluffy, so there's no point trying to knock it down again. However, it's got legs, so I think... She's going to direct Mr. Fluffy to try and bite at its ankles, trying to rip out the um, the hamstring and the Achilles tendon, trying to bring it down that way. Okay, roll attack rolls. I think okay. it's definitely going to fight back now. It's getting a bit more frantic. All righty. Uh, that was a fail for the first attack, the first of three. Uh, it succeeded on the first attack. Ooh. So it will deal its damage bonus to Fluffy. Halved. 
Uh, it Fluffy takes five points of damage. Okay. He's down to 13 hit points now. Okay. Uh, so the, the other two attacks are a fail of 96 and uh, a fail of 85. Oh, okay. Fluffy. So it'll fight back once more. Okay. Uh, it didn't hit back Fluffy on that second stroke, but uh, oh, it's ripping at this thing's ankles. It's got heavy metal plating around its legs and Fluffy's doing its best, but can't get a grip on it. Uh, does Jane want to do anything? Uh, yes, she's going to shoot again. Um, she's aiming for the head, I think. Okay. So she has got just the one attack. Yes, that is a success. That's a 10 against 65. So actually, that's an extreme success. Oh, nice. Awesome. Wow. Mm. Very good. Wow. Okay, so... so... Oh, wait. Extreme success with physical weapons inflict normal damage instead of half a minimum, so... <gasps> oh. Ooh. I should well, have taken over that one. Wait, hang on a second. Oh Extreme success? <laughs> What's that? It's um, a Smith & Wesson. It's a handgun. Oh, sorry, you're talking about for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I can almost guarantee that this shot is going to kill it. Um, I will discuss how I blundered the rules in Beyond the Madness. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds pretty tough to operate this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Tell me, uh, Jane Castle, after you just shot your friend in the back of the head, but then steadied your aim, <laughs> how do you kill the Uber Soldat? <laughs> she says, Achtung, baby. And, uh, <laughs> and fires straight between the eyes. Awesome. This thing's flailing around so much with the dogs attacking its legs and everyone shooting at it and someone climbing on its back that it turns to the perfect angle for you to get the right shot to hit both of the heads and the bullet sails through both of them, knocking Amazing. plates oh, and yes. flesh yes. out of the other side. Well, hey. Yes. She's not even meant to be the combat badass. She's meant to be the face. <laughs> I stole your kill. Sorry, Buck and Jasper. <laughs> oh, Jasper wasn't getting anything done. Don't worry about me. <laughs> Dr. Wilkes, you approach that door and begin trying to open it, but you find that it's locked, and you see that elevator close as the three escape. And I am going to go into a bit of an epilogue. If you try to chase after them, you'll find that all the animated soldiers with their Thompson arms come out in their defense uh, and they manage to evacuate. But years later, you all end up being recruited by the OSS as World War II rages on and America joins the fight. Disturbing intelligence reports from Department 29 that you're a part of surface about human experimentation by the Nazi regime, some with terrifying implications something known as Die Westformel, or the West Formula, is mentioned in several of these reports, and you can't help but think what would happen if the horrors you witnessed in Coulter Fields and in the manor were replicated by the Nazi war machine, and a chill runs down your spine. If only you had stopped that German engineer and not let him escape. <laughs> Yeesh. Well, to be fair, our job was to figure out what happened, not to stop it. So technically, we succeeded. <laughs> yeah, technically, oh, we succeeded flawlessly. <laughs> Millions uh, dead, <laughs> not our problem. <laughs> Two of us shot in the head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it. And I have a metal jaw now. It's true. You do. I More lost beautiful than ever. Zero hit points. Oh. And, uh, wow. I think maybe four sanity. And three luck. <laughs> so, so that's just how we were. I was like, okay, so this is all right. This is how missions go. Good oh my god. <laughs> there is a point in the future where you are exiting the uh, town and you look back fondly over the uh, work you did in the manor, <laughs> Dr. Wilkes, and you see the kitchen. <laughs> Explode <laughs> as someone walks in. <laughs> it's just the milkman or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and with that, 
That brings us to the end of today's episode. Thank you so much, everyone. Lydia, Jilly, Bedra, Hal, and of course, our amazing co-editor, Jason. You've all been the best. And a big, massive thank you to our listeners. You're all exceptional. If you enjoyed this episode or this whole playthrough, make sure you check out the scenario book on our website or drivethroughrpg.com. Maybe send it some love with a review. Your listens, comments, and ratings are incredibly helpful. But if you want a way to support us further, consider joining us over on patreon.com forward slash stars are right, where you get access to episodes a week early. And don't forget, you can get 10% off on chaosium.com using code STARS10. That's STARS10. One use per customer only. We'll be back shortly to record Beyond the Madness for our Cult Elder and Avatar tier patrons. They get access to behind-the-scenes discussion after every episode, as well as bonus episodes, exclusive Discord channels, and more. Speaking of Discord, you can find an invite link to our Discord community, as well as all of our social media links on our website at starsaright.com and in the description of this episode. Come join us. Now, farewell, dear listeners, until the stars are right again.